0: Thanks for listening. This podcast is a ministry of Mariner's Church, and everything we do to serve you, our communities, and our global family happens because of your generosity. Your financial support in the month of December is vital as we prepare for the next year of ministry. Everything you give equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in His name. To give now and partner with us, visit marinerschurch.org. give or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for your generosity, and God bless you.
1: Welcome to the If I Had More Time podcast at Mariner's Church. This podcast series invites you into a casual conversation with our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, and our teaching team to hear a few helpful insights and truths they wish they had time to include in the weekend message. Be sure that you have listened to this weekend's message prior to listening to the podcast so you get the most out of our current series. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the If I Had More Time podcast. We are in week three of our Christmas series here, God With Us. We just listened to Doug Fields give the message for our online community on God is Within Us. Doug, we're so glad that you're here.
2: It's great to be here. I, that's fun. I I just like this environment. Couches. <laughs> this is kind of a post Exactly. Place preaching, hangout. Exactly. Expecting a little bit of food, but you know, Eric's. Swedish fish. What is some Swedish fish? I like <laughs> Swedish fish a lot. I know you do too.
0: I, I, gummy I, stuff. Oh, man. I, I try. I I'm, I like them too much. I try to keep the, away from them just because I can't just eat one.
2: I know. That's impossible. That's impossible. So that's impossible. even if you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit, it's impossible. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, on this side of eternity. <laughs> yes. Should we talk about the first two weeks? We can uh, talk about on, it. Come on, dude. I'd love to. I here's, we didn't talk about this beforehand, so hopefully we don't have to restart this podcast. <laughs> but I thought your first two weeks of the series were great. Thanks, man. It was great. I I don't think people understand how much work goes into a message, and um, and and leading the church at the same time. So on behalf of all the people that listen to this, thank you for your yeah. your faithfulness, your hard work to the text, to. Sure. Loving our people a little bit. so man,
1: That's right. Doug has already taken us where we need to go. We were going to ask you about why the Holy Spirit at this time. So Eric actually takes time in in the summer of the year prior to plan all the way to the following Christmas. So summer of 2022, you decided, you heard from God and decided that we would be hitting on the Holy Spirit. Right. Which is uh, not always the Christmas story. We talk a lot about Jesus, but why the Holy Spirit at this time of year?
0: Right. I mean, a couple different thoughts. One is if we're not careful, we'll divide who God is. So we believe we have one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. For sure, Christmas is God the Son, Jesus entering this world. But at the same time, we have one God. This is a mystery. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. So who God is is involved in all of history, including Christmas. And the second the second angle is Christmas gives us the glorious picture that God enters our world. God the Son enters the humanity that he created and is born of a virgin and, and lives perfectly on our behalf and dies for us on the cross. But we also see the action of God the Son stepping into this world. And then with the Holy Spirit is the action of God the Spirit stepping into our lives. So, God the Father dwelt with people in the Old Testament, in tabernacles and temples, and that's where he would show his presence and reveal himself to people. We, we know he wasn't limited to a temple or a tabernacle, but that's where he, he dwelt among people. God the Son, Jesus the Christ, dwells with us, so God the Son dwells in the physical body of Jesus. But now, those of us who believe, God is within us. The Holy Spirit of God moves into our lives, so Christmas and the Holy Spirit, it really is a beautiful reminder. He's near, he's so near that he moved within. He's not distant God, but he's God who's within me. So Christmas gives us an early snapshot of God coming near, but now he comes so near that he moves within our lives. So that's that's why we had God within us for part of this teaching series. And we had Doug teach it because... When I talked to Doug about taking this week, he was like, oh, man, Holy Spirit, God dwelling. It's like, it's my fastball. I love talking about the Holy Spirit, which I love because not everybody loves talking about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit of all three members of the Trinity for many is the most intimidating or
2: because there's there's some some mysterious. And also forgotten in some ways. Yes. Like a lot of people don't, don't, you know, it's always there's the throne that God sits on. You know Jesus is at the big person's table, and it sometimes feels like in church world, yep. the Holy Spirit is doesn't have a seat. Maybe you know, doesn't need one. Hovering. Uh, yeah, a long time ago, Francis Chan wrote a book called
0: Forgotten God okay. about the Holy Spirit. So he used that exact same phrase mm-hmm. that if if we're not careful, we can forget. Yeah, the the beauty, the glory, and really for us, the intimacy of God the Spirit. Who has moved within our lives
2: yeah to me it's the most mind-blowing theological concept for for me as a believer yeah that god would inhabit me yes and not just inhabit me but you know jesus said you know i will send my advocate i will send my comforter Mm -hmm. to guide me to when i can't when i can't even pray or think that the spirit groans on my behalf i mean it's you know, it, yeah. and when I think you understand that we are indwelled with God's spirit, it changes everything. I mean, it changes. I think before I really understood that, God was really distant. Mm. So when I would pray, I'd be like, I don't even know if he can hear me. Right. Um, or when I'd sin, I'd think, well, he's so busy out there. You know, it, he it was compartmentalized to a distant deity as opposed to a personal and powerful. I mean, and I, I think that's where I think most Christians miss the power aspect of His presence. So we have His presence, but we also have His power, which I didn't talk about in this message. If you had more time, if just... I had more time, we'd have talked about His power. I mean, the same power that you know rose Jesus from the dead is within us. Yeah. I mean, come on, if that's, that's not that's dynamite, right? Like that—that's big. Um, and not only not only guiding us. Advocating on our behalf, I mean, really allowing us to live out what we talked about in the message—the fa- you know faith That's steps, right. loving others. I can't, you know, all I think about is myself on my own power. It takes
0: God's power. That's right. We can yeah. We cannot live the Christian life without
2: the Spirit of God within us. Right. Can't pull it off. Right. Right. I've been walking with Jesus for forty-five years, and I'm still you kind know, of like spirit. Yes you know work a little faster.
1: <laughs> right. That's a, that's one of the, the questions that popped up for me that I would like to believe that I'm not the only person that would ask this question. But when you talked about the change that the Holy Spirit brings and that word sanctification and that for for me even now girls that I, I'm walking with that are asking questions about the implications of the Holy Spirit being in me, you know, why why am I not fixed faster? So you you talked about the like impatience that we feel and does he control me or do we work together? Like what is my relationship when it comes to my will with the Holy Spirit?
0: Yeah, that's good. Good question. Doug. <laughs> which one you want to
2: hit? Uh, well, my mind goes to like we work in alignment. like you know, the Holy Spirit's not prompting me to do anything that would be outside of God's alignment mm-hmm. within his word. So I think when people ask questions, and even myself, I'm thinking, why am I not more spiritual or not more loving or something like that? I think it's because I'm making I'm making decisions that pull me out of alignment with god's God's word. Yeah, and so um, I think a lot of people, you know they they want God to work faster, but they're making choices that are yeah. disobey you know, they're not act- acts of obedience. I mean, God blesses blesses obedience. I mean the Holy Spirit I think is is cheering on obedience. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's impossible to please God without yes. faith.
1: Yeah. So, you talked about that act of faith yeah. in, in your message.
2: Yeah. So I I think for me I always sense that God's spirit is is pleased with steps of faith. Is I mean we can you know, the scriptures say we can grieve the spirit. Yes. You know, we grieve the spirit and and choices that we we,
0: and that's typically when we're taking control over over what we view as our lives right. as opposed to constantly surrendering control to to the spirit. I know that the concept in our culture of I'm in charge of my life, it's my life and you know, my truth and my way rubs against this idea of the spirit of God would would control me. But I promise and I say this based on the authority of the scripture, if there is a day in your life and a day in my life, and I don't think I've lived this day yet, where every second is fully under control of the Spirit, that is not a day that you would be filled with less joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's a great day. So the Spirit of God controlling every Every thought you have, every action, every reaction, every motivation, every word that comes out of your mouth, that would not be a cumbersome life, that'd be a joyful life. That would not be a burdensome day, that would be a day filled with with His peace. So I think, to answer the question, to to be sure we view being controlled by the Spirit as, that's the absolute best for me, but that then is simultaneously a partnership with God, because... To be controlled by him, we have to, we have to submit to him. We have to allow him to be the one who's leading us, as opposed to us leading and asking the Spirit to come along and follow us. Yeah. You know, we're following him, but we are, we we are following. Yeah, you know,
2: and we are controlled. We're either controlled one way or the other, right? Yes. In the Scriptures say we're controlled by your selfish desires or the Spirit of That's God. Right. So you know, when you say not a moment or a day in your life that it's been complete spirit control it's just that ba- you know i'm just saying that I'm
0: still i'm i'm still not perfect i i just don't know if i've lived every second fully yeah submitted to him that i get in the
2: way yeah i get in the way but let's talk sanctification just for a second so think about your faith journey and where you are now versus where you were when you first said yes to jesus yes you know much more much more submitted to the Spirit now Absolutely. than before. Absolutely. I mean, and but, and that's part of it. Sometimes I think we forget the journey that we've been on so that I can think, gosh, I wish I had a more loving response to that situation. But chances are, if I had the big picture, I was much more loving than I would have been 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, that's why, I, I, you know, in a practical sense it's hard not to judge people like, I met somebody in my 20s and I haven't seen him in 30 years, but I still think they're the same way. Like, why would I think that they would be the same if I'm not, you know, I don't want people to judge me based on that because, you know, that's what sanctification is. It's the process of making me more into the image of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm more in the image of Jesus today than I was last year at this time. And
0: and, and, I mean, one of the the best compliments that, I receive is when people who've worked with me for a long time say, and sometimes we do birthday affirmations on staff, right? Where it's your birthday, and people will say, "Hey, let me let me share a couple of things with you." I'm really fortunate, very blessed to have people who've worked with me in multiple yeah. cities. Some people, three three different places, and when when someone who's known you for 20 years says. Man, you are so much more godly <laughs> now than you were. Um, the Spirit of God has changed you over time. And part of you, you're thinking, "Man, how bad was I?" You know, <laughs> back in the day. Give us a story. But, but, but at the same time, it th- that's the moment where I, I, I'm reminded I, I really am a Christian. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I am not only because I mentally believe in Jesus, and I do. But he does live within me and he has he has sanctified me. He has grown me over time. And I know, you know, twenty years from now, if I'm still here by God's grace, because he's still working on me and he's not gonna he's gonna always finish whatever he starts,
2: I'll be more like Jesus twenty years from now than I am today. I think one, I I heard you were a pain to work with. Yes, thank you for that. Um no, but (laughs) I mean, isn't that the beauty of sanctification is to me, that you know, that's the hope. That's the hope that I don't have to be the same. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new is come. The new is coming. The new will come. Yes, right. Like we, we, we don't have to be the same. And that I, I like that because I don't want to be the same as as I've been before.
1: Yeah, Doug, you kept calling this whole idea of us being indwelled with the Holy Spirit a celebration. So that a couple of times in your message and. I'm hearing us talk about hope and the kindness of God and then also that idea of living out like a, a, a faith in action. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm so thankful that he sent us the spirit because he has given us commands. He has given us things to be obedient to that I know on my own I'm completely incapable of doing. That's like right. I'm so grateful that he's laid out this life for me that is with him that will require sacrifice, that will... Require me to live in a certain way that isn't always going to be easy, but he says to me, "But, but I'm with you, and I'm actually within you." It is kindness, and so now I'm am kind of catching up to all of this joy that you you've been giving us with the idea of him being with,
2: truly within. us. Well, the text that we looked at is that God's love is poured, so oh. it's a generous. It's not a it's not a little sprinkle here or there based on behavior. It's a. Mm. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't put this in the message. but If you I, had more time. If I had more time, I would have thought, I would have put, I, I thought, I mean, think about how much God must love me hmm. to dwell within me. Because he's not going to dwell in something he doesn't love.
1: I don't want to dwell with you if I don't like you. Yeah. I don't really want to be around you that much.
2: Exactly. That that's he beautiful. was so hard to work with
0: years ago. <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> no, but that, that, that that's profound and simple and beautiful altogether.
2: That God loves you so much that he wants to be with you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I think I can't remember the exact phrase I use, but he enters into a love relationship with us. And when I when I think about that, like because one of the things the scriptures say is that the Holy Spirit Seals the deal. Yes, right. I mean, it's part of the the assurance of inheritance. Yeah. Having believed right. in Him, you were marked with the seal. Right. The right. Promised Holy Spirit. Right. So it's like, okay, you know, done. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dwell for eternity in in somebody I love and adore. Wow. Well. and and that construct is, to me, makes me, um, makes me want to be more controlled by the Spirit. Like it makes me want. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not trying, I'm not, my faith is much more mature than it was, or I'm not trying to please God with my actions, um, like, because he's going to be mad at me and, you know, I'm, he's going to make my kids be injured or, you know, our, lose our house. I don't play those games anymore. I probably did in my first few years thinking that God was more like that. But I want to please God because I just, you know, anybody that loves you, you want to make them you want to make them happy, right? You want to be you want to be grateful, and I feel like yeah. that's kind of that kind of drives my be my yeah. behavior. Like when I see that person who's by themselves, I'm going to go talk to them because I feel like mm. that's the spirit of God prompting me. That yeah, you know, I said this in the message, Eric, is that um I think one of the displays of love is is inviting. That I think love invites, and so I'm just challenging our people to, you know. Think about the times that people will go to church, Christmas and Easter, yep. and that this is the time it's to, to time. invite, because love invites. It's not our responsibility that they say yes, but yeah. I think it's our calling to yeah. extend that invitation. No.
0: I love how you speak about the intimacy and the joy of walking with God, the Spirit who lives within, and one of the points in your message was that he He changes us, which that's the sanctification right. that we're talking about. Right. The other aspect of the spirit of God living within that changes me is even just the awareness that he's within me. Because the the best days for me are days when I'm alert to the fact that he's always with me. Yeah. I, I mean, when you know that he's with you, it's going to change how you talk to people. Yeah, It's going to change who you're trusting in. If you really believe in this very moment, you're listening in your car or you're on a run and you actually believe that God who created the universe, who had the power to raise Jesus from the dead, yep. that this God is currently within you.
2: Yep.
0: Not out distant from you, but within you. That changes so much about how you live, just even knowing that he's with you.
2: Yep, yep, yep. I, I was, that's kind of what I was referring to earlier about the, this construct of he's within, so everything is not distant. Indeed, you just, as a good teacher, you explained it better. But um, I, I wrote this little book, it's one of my favorite books. It's called Refuel, and it's you, just this— the, the, so one of the books you wrote is your favorite book. One of my I've written a bunch of books, and most of them aren't my favorite. <laughs> I'm sure <sorry>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> most of them aren't people's favorites either because they don't sell them very well. But it's a little it's a little book called Refuel, and it is really based on the Ephesians passage of you know may Christ dwell in you yep. and His roots grow down deep in you. And this idea for me it became. Um, my relationship with God became much more like we're always together as opposed to, you know, growing up with quiet time appointments and I had to check in and I'm not saying quiet times are bad. I'm gosh, don't misquote me on that. But for me, it was a, I have to make appointments. I have to block it out. I have to get up earlier. It was all these guilt traps yeah. that I fell into as opposed to that. What you just explained that idea that I can talk to him right now.
0: And I know that quiet time and those disciplines are important to you because I mean, my, my relationship with Doug goes back a long time ago. Big, biggest influence on me as a youth pastor when I was in my early 20s. And you had created these resources that I utilized to help teenagers Developed in Cincinnati all, to develop spiritual habits. Um, like key like verses that we, we would pass out that they would put on their key yeah, their keychain. Yeah, you know
2: to memorize verses, hidden treasures is what and, they call. It. And then yes, <laughs> wait, wait it's, it's from Psalm one nineteen. Yeah, I've hidden it, your word in my heart. Am yeah. I not sitting?
0: And then also, you had these books where um, people would, like teenagers, would read Philippians and write down what they were learning. Yeah, I mean those were.
2: Look at you. Those those you were, really did pay attention. I at paid attention. Twenty six year old.
0: No, younger than that, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um twenty. ah eh, no, you're right. I, no. Yes, you're right. I became an executive pastor when I was twenty seven. So Jeez. youth ministry, uh, until that until that time. And when we first met, I was out in Southern California uh and you were speaking at a conference and and I I mean I was I was a Doug Fields fanboy. I was I was waiting in a long line to talk he to just Doug. T shirt. I had questions to ask him, and he and I joke about what he told me. It no, inappropriate
2: it's to inappropriate say, to say to say him here. I mean, who would have known that Thirty years ago, that I would have said something inappropriate to somebody who would be 20, my boss. <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. Twenty years. 20 years, ago. years ago. Sorry, sorry. But, but you never know please don't say thirty. Yeah, people. twenty years ago. But but even as
0: I'm bringing up the story right now, we both have a big smirk on our face because we can remember the conversation.
2: And when we say inappropriate, it was funny inappropriate. It wasn't like inappropriate mean to him. No, no, he wasn't being mean. But but it yeah. was funny. It was funny inappropriate. Uh, but I <laughs> and I said when he replayed this story to me. I said, I don't remember that, but that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I I was not lying.
0: So I I'm I'm really thankful, not only for your teaching this weekend, Doug, which I am thankful for, but I'm thankful for I have seen the Spirit of God use you in lots of lives over lots of years now, including my life when I was a youth pastor over twenty years ago, and I've seen the Spirit of God constantly at work in you. And I'm, I'm thankful, man, that you, I love that you love to teach on the Holy Spirit. It says a lot about your own personal walk with Jesus mm-hmm. that you enjoy walking with. And one scripture had calls the spirit, the spirit of Jesus. Again, That's because right. we have one God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. So this is the spirit of Jesus within you that is guiding you and, and changing you and I'm really thankful, man.
2: Well, thanks. I'm grateful too. And I thought I don't think it was the spirit of Jesus that. Gave you that. No, it probably was. That was <laughs> probably the. I was spirit not controlled of... by the spirit <laughs> in that. <context. laughs> but it was really funny. <laughs> controlled by the flesh, uh, but you know when I when when you and I walk on stage to preach, yes, we're not walking on stage alone. Amen. Thank you and for that. And it is a very for me. I've shared this publicly about you know the fear that I feel when I step on stage, um, but I also. Feel like we didn't talk about this, but spiritual gifts, you know, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, 1 Peter 4, like spiritual gifts that God has given us. One of them is teaching, but I don't really love it. But when I walk up on stage, I always am like, I know I'm not alone. I hey, people alone. don't realize this
0: about you, and this might be interesting. It's, a la- it's labor. Yeah. I mean, you are an incredibly gifted communicator. And so people could, could, could think that, oh, you know, Friday afternoon, Doug, you know, took a couple hours off and scribbled out some notes and, but that is not this. Yeah, And this is, so it's a good, good reminder that even when you do something for God that you're gifted to, it doesn't mean that it necessarily comes easy, super easy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No. And that's why when we opened this whole podcast and I was singing your praises, because I don't think people understand that. The craft that like when last week when you were, you know, going through get to Caesar and all the Rome dots, I'm like, how, where does that come from? Like you so much goes into it. Uh, And there is a part of like the spiritual gifted of teaching, like when you I'm assuming I'm going to put words in your mouth. But when you and I are teaching, I do feel alive. Yes. It's everything leading up to it. Yes. You know that. I mean, I like the, the prep part, but then it's the, it's the, you know, the fear of failure. It is the, uh, am I going to, can I really speak to a nine-year-old and a 90-year-old, um, you know, people are give they're inviting their friends for the first time, giving church a yes. shot and, yes. you know, you, you, you know, you take that pressure on and there's a lot that goes into it, but.
0: I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I mean, I feel that it, it, and so when people say things that they try to put pressure on us at times it's like man trust me you are not going to say anything that is putting more pressure on me than i already oh yeah <laughs> already feel oh yeah but i'm really thankful like you said i'm not on that platform yep. or on a microphone alone yep. yep and there's multiple times where i am reminding myself preaching to myself the spirit of the living god right dwells within me Yep. lord jesus May it's not my might, not by power, but by your spirit declares you. I need your spirit to guide every word that comes out of my mouth. I please control me. That's right. Please control everything in this moment.
2: Well, and think about the person listening who they're not a teacher. They're not in front of others, but they feel alone in their pain. Yeah. They're, you know, going through a divorce or something's wrong. Their Their family is sideways. Everything is accentuated during the holiday season and they feel alone. And really they're not like if you, That's right. If you have said yes to Jesus, you're not alone. You're not walking in that pain alone. You may feel alone, but you're not, you know, you're not alone. And the scriptures tell us that, you know, God, God is comforting you. And I think for me in those moments, I just have to be reminded that the spirit of God has chosen to love me so much. Okay. The, you know, part of the, Triune God Amen. resides inside of me because of his His love for me. So even though I may feel alone, I'm not alone. Amen. And that is a good word at
0: Christmas yeah. because there is a lot of pain that people yeah. carry at Christmas. And for you listener to know you are not alone right now in this moment, not alone. God loves you so much that he moved into yeah. your life. He is with you right now. It's good.
1: Doug, thanks so much for joining
2: us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still waiting for the food. but It's coming. It's coming. Swedish (laughs) fish are all their way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to the If I Had More Time podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the If I Had More Time podcast hosted by Mariner's Church. We hope to see you next weekend at any of our congregations across Southern California or online. To view our service times at each congregation, be sure to check out our website
2: at marinerschurch.org.